artifacts there. Naked archaeology. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Naked Archaeology, celebrating 800 years of the University of Cambridge. I'm Diana O'Carroll. Last month, the Higher Education Field Academy teamed up with the Fen Edge Archaeology Group to find out what lies under the village of Cottenham. The weekend-long dig involved everyone from local enthusiasts, small children, their parents and seasoned archaeologists. Tom Birch travelled to Cottenham to find out more, starting off with Carenza Lewis from the University of Cambridge. Hello again, Carenza. This isn't the first time we've uh, spoken. Last October, we did a short programme for the Heifer, part of the project you run, the Higher Education Field Academy. Uh, For those of the listeners that didn't manage to catch up on that episode, would you mind just outlining what the Heifer project is? Well, the Heifer project stands for Higher Education Field Academy, and it's a project we run from the university as part of the widening participation program at the university, um, which is aiming to encourage young people from as wide a social range as possible to apply to university. And for that, we have mostly teenagers, 14, 15 year olds coming along, spending two days doing their own sort of mini dig within an occupied village. So we're digging in people's back gardens in rural communities right across the East Anglian region and in fact beyond it. We have about 24 villages in East Anglia and we have one in the Peak District, one in Kent that we work on with these teenagers to give them a taste of of working in an adult world but also in the world of university. So they run their own mini dig for the two days and come into university for a taste of life at university. Excellent. So that's how the kids get involved and how it benefits them and encourages them to go to university. The project itself is not solely for them, is it? I mean, you get results from it and this is an active research programme. Would you mind telling me a bit about how this helps your research? Well, this is one of the reasons we feel the Heifer Project works very well for the teenagers because it's not a patronising sort of sandpit-type exercise where we've set them to something artificial to do. I mean, some people may have done those sort of management things where you build a bridge out of Lego or that sort of thing, which is uh, terribly useful, I'm sure. But the Dig the Test Pit is real research because the subject of the research that I'm carrying out at the university is the villages and hamlets and indeed the farmsteads that people are still living in today, many of which go back hundreds hundreds or even thousands of years but nobody has really done very much work in these before because people just think of them as the places that people live not as ancient sites and they're also it can feel very difficult to get into them because yeah. obviously there's roads and schools and shops and houses and so on there so what we do is we do these mini meter square test pits as many as possible we've done hundreds of these so mm-hmm. far we want to do hundreds more um, to get a really good big sample to find out how these villages developed through the centuries whether you know, if there's a church there, you always get settlement around in the Saxon period, whether they all shrank after the Black Death or whether some of them continued, all those sort of questions that just looking at deserted medieval sites really can't tell us because they may well not be typical of rest of sites. And of course, these mini digs are exactly the right size for the teenagers or indeed anyone who's got no prior experience to carry out over a couple of days. So it works brilliantly. The work they do benefits themselves, but it also benefits us. And because they do work that benefits us, that's much better for them because they're working and contributing and being valued for what they can do. There's been a lot of research into these medieval deserted villages, but not enough into currently occupied settlements. And what I want to ask you today, Carenza, is what makes this weekend different to the other field academies that we've had in the past? 
Right, well, what makes this weekend different is the people who are getting involved, really. This isn't a project organised through the schools with the widening participation agenda in mind. This is aimed at the local communities themselves, and it comes from the fact that having set up a lot of these heifers within these rural villages, many of the people who've been kind enough to offer their gardens for people to dig in mm-hmm. wanted to have a go at digging themselves. Yeah. And we felt very much this was a fantastic thing to encourage. It gets more test pits dug, and yeah. as I was saying, yeah. You know, we want to get hundreds yeah, and hundreds dug. Yeah. So the more people who are prepared to come along and help, better. the better. <laughs> but of course, it's also a wonderful opportunity for people living in rural communities to get a feel for going on the dig. And it's very difficult these days to do that. Mm. The metre square exercise, again, you can do it over a day or a couple of days. You're in your own back garden. Yeah. There's no health and safety problems or yeah. considerably less in the way yeah. of health and safety issues. You can dig it with your children, with your parents, with your cousins and uncles, yeah. your friends, your neighbours, the people you go to the pub with. You know, you can make up a little team and carry out that dig as part of a community. And mm. here today, over this weekend in Cottenham, we've got um, dozens and dozens of people. We've got nine different sites being dug. And, you know, everywhere you go in the village, there's somebody yeah. ferreting about yeah. carrying out their dig. So this is community archaeology in action. And what I've been surprised, having looked around some of the test pits, is it's not just the amateur archaeologists and the enthusiasts involved, but there's also whole families involved. Absolutely. I mean, we've got test pits that are being dug by three different generations of the same family. (laughs) You know, we've got children from the age of, um, the other ones we've run, we've had children from the age of 18 months up to over 80 years. And because it's, you know, you are at home, so little children, if they get tired, they can go off and watch the telly for a bit or have an afternoon nap. You know, if you're trying to get a bit of, you work from home and you're trying to get a bit done, you can do a few hours, go and catch up with your emails and come back again. It's investigation of the community by the community for the community really Mm. it's people who live in the communities carrying that their own excavations with members of their community into that community's history but i'm i'm surprised and fascinated to hear that not everyone who's joining in today have heard about this through the society i mean there's one individual in particular who's heard about this in a roundabout way would you mind just explaining briefly well yes we've had people come from all sorts of different routes some people have come through the cambridge antiquarian society you heard about it through that some people have come through the university of cambridge website because of course this is celebrating the 800th anniversary of the foundation of the university we also promoted it on bbc radio cambridgeshire on jeremy sally's show on thursday morning i was talking about it we've had a chap turn up who heard about it on uh, the jeremy Salis show, yes, got in touch and he's come along, he's been here all day with his son absolutely loving it, he just heard about it, thought his son would absolutely love it and he's been here all day but it's it's a wonderful way to get people involved who really would never have thought about it and there's so much interest, people, you know, just really like the idea I'm now walking to Test Pit 14 in Cottenham and it's on the High Street I'm at Test Pit 14, and uh, as you can hear, you can hear some shoveling, which Nick is doing at the moment, removing some spoil from the Test Pit. And in the background, we also have some sieving going on as well, which looks quite promising. So, Nick, if you don't mind me stopping you for a moment, you're doing a Test Pit. How did you come to find out about doing this Test Pit business with Carenza? Uh, through the Fen Edge Archaeology Group. It's a group in Cottenham, Willingham, Land Beach and Water Beach. And we're amateur archaeologists just very interested in the region's history. 
Brilliant. So, in a way, this is community archaeology in action. Oh, yes, very much so. Um, none of us are professionals. We've Some of us have had a go at archaeology before, but it's fascinating and it's just under your feet. Excellent. If you don't mind, would you mind telling me a bit about what we've found in uh, Test Pit 13 so far? Well, we're at the early stages. We've gone down in the first 10 centimetres a few bits of pottery, um, quite modern stuff. And then in the next 10 centimetres, we came across even some medieval pottery dating probably back to 1600. So that's exciting. Excellent. And I think uh, Carenza popped by recently and she said there were a couple of sherds as well, which might even be 13th, even earlier. Well, uh, we'll find out when we've washed them and the other experts have been round. But yes, it's great. At the moment, we've hit a, a rather solid old gravel driveway or um, pathway. But once we're through that, uh, you never know what you'll find. And for those of us that can't see what it is I can see before me, which is this very sandy, orange, gravelly layer, would you mind giving it a quick bang so we can hear how thick it is? Uh, yes. Oh, in, in fact, yeah, drop the spade, get out the mattock, we'll have it here. Hopefully it's not much thicker, but... OK. That sounds pretty solid to me, Nick. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be hard work, but uh, it's what's underneath that's important. Thank you. So, Nancy, I've just spoken with Nick, who is in the test pit, and this is your front garden. How do you feel about this? Oh, it's very exciting to find out what there is underneath here. We know there was an old cottage on the front of the site, so we thought there might be something interesting yeah. sort of in the yard that would have been at the back of the old cottage. Now, your husband came out earlier with some photos, and uh, where we're stood at the moment is this lovely front lawn for the what is now the garden, but used to be... What, a medieval thatched cottage? Well, there was a thatched cottage at the front of the site, yes. We're probably just behind where that would have been. And you're happy with the whole in progress? You don't have any worries about the lawn afterwards? The lawn wasn't the most beautiful of lawns before we started, and I'm quite sure it'll go back to exactly how it was before. And the archaeology is more important? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. So, Harry, we're at Test Pit 10. Do you want to take me over to your iron stones and show me what you found? So we've got a black tray, and what's in the tray? Um, iron stones for me, my mum and my dad, my sister and my grandma and grandpa helped me f find it. Yeah. What do you use the iron for? You use it from you wanted to find a sword, didn't you? Yeah. Have you found one yet? No, so I'm, I've decided to make one. Are you going to make one? Are you going to look for one still? Yes, as well. Excellent. So at the moment we've got some sieving going on over here. Looking for iron stone. Looking for iron stone. What have you found? We found some bits of pottery and we found some stuck flints and lots of iron stone. Yes, we found lots of iron stone. No skulls and no swords yet, but we're working on it. So we've got a whole family here at the moment. We've got uh, the kids, the parents and the grandparents. We're just going to go over to the test pit now. Hello. Hello, I'm Tom. I've just come to have a look at your test pit. Oh, yes, right. How are you finding the digging? Very hard. It's solid, solid soil. Solid soil. It looks quite tough, yeah. It is. We have seem to have found some China stuff or vessels or bits of vessels. Yes, we found a bit of a pot, which was rather good, which is something I always wanted to find. Oh, brilliant. So you found some pot. You're down, you're in context two at the moment? 
Oh, you're in three. You're starting three. Yes, that's about thirty centimeters now. Oh, brilliant! So eventually, we'll go right across. Well, we've learnt a lot today, even if it's all about ironstone. <laughs> what did you learn about the ironstone? That we can make swords. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Surprisingly, that I already know. You're going to make a sword, aren't you, Harry? Yeah. Okay. Have you found out how to make the sword? Yeah. Oh, good. You crush it, mm. melt it, and then you can make it into a sword shape. And then you have a sword. Brilliant. Well, I'll leave you to it. Thank you ever so much for your time. It's such a joy just trolling it. It really is beautiful. Yeah, come on, it's absolutely gorgeous stuff. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we've come down through some really, really difficult layers. Very tough, brick, stone, bits of flint. So at the moment, what is this? Is sort of a sandy... This is a very, very light, sandy soil. It's, it's, yeah. it's beautiful stuff. It's the sort of stuff you want in your back garden, really. But I can see in the section you've actually not had that all the way up. You've had some very tough... No, as I say, it's, it's, it's been quite tough. Immediately be below the turf, we came across this, this layer of brick. Yeah. And it took a little bit of effort to go through that. It's lovely, yeah. I mean, I can tell it's uh, an archaeologist test pit, Dave. Can you really? That's the straight sections. <laughs> <laughs> All straight sections. It's yeah. beaten into university, isn't yeah. it? You've got to keep it neat and tidy. Yeah, that's, that's the important it. thing. I'm going to go see how the pot washing's going on. So you're washing at the moment. Might I ask what you're washing and why? I'm washing some pottery because um, it's dirty. To make it clean so we can see... Uh, What's going on? Yeah. What's this? What's this you've got here? You've got. Well, it's just the finds that we've had from the test pit. So we've got some pottery, we've got some bone. Yeah, we've got a door hinge handle. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got a bit of slag there, it's got some melted metal in it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, looks quite impressive. But it's mostly just pottery and bone, and we've had quite a lot of. Like brick layers, stuff yeah. like that. So, excellent. Have you done some digging as well? Yeah, bits and pieces. Just I matikered, matikered. Yeah. I did some of that for the top layers, and then I just went back to sieving and washing. Excellent work. I'm just going to go and see what what's going on over here. Background noise. It's a sieve, Mike. I think everyone can hear that. Yeah. What have, you, what have you got? You mainly just got stones at the moment. Yeah, mostly it's about 95, 98% stone fill. Coming up with lots of Victorian whiteware. A couple of bits of possible worked flint, but they look very dodgy. And plenty uh, of building rubble. Have you been doing some digging? No, no, I'm leaving that to Dave today. You're just on sieve duty? Sieve duty, yeah, my role in life. Excellent. Sieve duty's not all that bad. I did three tonnes of the stuff in a week in Argentina once keeps you fit. Well, once the Cottenham dig had finished, I spoke to Karenz Lewis again and John Stanford, who's director of the FenEdge Archaeology Group. I started off by asking John, why dig in Cottenham? Well, for us it was partly to make sure our newly established archaeology group had something to work on, something very positive, something to find out about one of the villages in the FenEdge area that we represent. And it was to sort of embrace the the opportunity of having experts come to our village to work with us. So you got to stretch your archaeological muscles a bit, but how do you think the dig went, Carenza? 
it went brilliantly well. We had well over 50, possibly up, up to 100, I think, people involved one way or another over the weekend. Quite a lot of people in the village digging test bits in their own gardens and other people digging test bits in other people's gardens. So it was a nice mix of people. So socially it worked very well. Lots of different generations as well. We had one family where there were three generations sort of all digging from the age of oh, about 18 months to about 80, I should think, 80 years, all sort of digging hard all day. It was lovely from that point of view. Archaeologically, it was very, very interesting as well. There's no work really been done in the centre of Cottenham before and combined with some work that we did also with the Fenage group with some teenagers earlier in the year, we can now sort of start to get a, a picture of how the village developed. We've clearly got a sort of a core of two different settlements in the early Anglo-Saxon period, so that's just after the end of the Roman period, big cultural change, you know, incomers perhaps from the continent. We've got a focus of settlement in the centre of the village, kind of behind the co-op area sort of thing, and another little sort of hint of something going on, possibly to do with the cemetery up near the church. In the ensuing years, the area in the centre of the village clearly grows. In the late Saxon period, we've got a big, big settlement. expands even more massively in the sort of period after Norman Conquest. And at the same time, that area up near the church sort of comes back into being again. And then that area up near the church seems to spark out after the Black Death, but the area in the centre of the village seems to take a bit of a knockback, but does carry on, and then the whole village grows sort of in the Tudor period onwards, and we couldn't say any of that if it wasn't for the digging that happened. And what were the sort of prize finds for you, do you think, what were your favourite bits? (laughs) That's always a really difficult question, because the whole process is a bit like putting a jigsaw puzzle together, Um, and so every piece of pottery, every single find is another piece of the jigsaw, and every piece that you get into place, obviously you think of a jigsaw, every piece that you have in place, the more clearly you can see the picture, but it's very difficult to say what's the best piece of a jigsaw inevitably the best piece is always the bit that's lost under the sofa that you can't find there were some really nice I think there was some pagan Saxon pottery up near the church which was very exciting because it doesn't turn up very much and there was a hint of a stamp on it which suggests it may come from a cremation urn in which case we may have information not just about where people were living in Cottenham in the past but also about where they were when they were buried when they were dead And where are the finds? Can people eventually go and see them and see what their neighbours may have excavated? (laughs) Well, they're not wildly exciting to look at on the whole. There are a few few nicer bits and pieces. At the moment, of course, they're back in the university being studied. The pottery report's already been done, but there's other sort of analysis that needs to be done on things like animal bone and so on, which takes a bit longer. But ultimately, yes, I mean, the, the excavation was part of the university's 800th anniversary celebrations, and the idea was to link the university and communities around the university in the sort of hunt for 800 years of the past. And indeed, in Cotton, we got even further back than that. So it would be nice, ultimately, if they could, if the people whose gardens they came out of want them back, they're very welcome to them. But it'd be quite nice to put them into some little exhibition or permanent store somewhere, either here in the university or or in Cottenham, and I'd be very happy for them to go there and and be really appreciated, because that's where they belong. There's possibility for that, because there's an old Methodist chapel in Cottenham, which is now being turned into a community centre. And they're very keen that the archaeology group should be represented there, and there's the possibility of having displays there and so on. So we'll have to look at that for the future. In terms of fines... The favourite ones were the ones that enthused people most, I thought. The, the Saxon find that Carenza referred to is one of them. And the other was a, a piece of Roman pottery, which was found by a boy who was about, I don't know, 10 or 12, and he was so excited. And that's what made it one of my favourite finds. Yeah, I think it's, it's people's reactions to the finds that makes them really important. So do you think there's anything else 
that's similar that's going to happen this year? Are you going to do the same thing again next year? Well, we are going to dig in, in another one of our villages in Willingham in early October, and Corenza's team is going to assist us with that. I very much hope that the chance will come to continue digging in Cottenham because so much is being learned now, and it'd be great just to keep expanding that knowledge. We're doing one test pit this coming weekend <laughs> on, on the Village Green. There's, oh, the fem- right. there's a family festival on uh, in Cottenham, and we, the archaeology group's having a display, and we're doing one pit on the Green. So I've already spoken to Corenza's colleague, and we're going to give it a pit number that fits in with the sequence, and we'll record it in the same way as if everything else has been recorded. And I, that pattern of recording is something that we shall adopt because it's a good, safe way of doing it, and yet it provides a good amount of scientific information for analysis in the future, especially when you collate it with all the other stuff. So, yes, more will happen. We don't have a very dense timetable of what will happen when because we're a young group. As I say, we still have lots of things to do, and we need to expand into the other villages in our community. Do you think you've made any archaeology converts? Well, I think we have. I think there are a couple of people who... Particularly, I think, two of the families that took part in the digging. Um, there was one family that did a thoroughly good job in their grounds. Their two children, who I think are primary school age, were very excited by it. And the father of the family, I think he'll get involved more as well. But there are others too. Some of our members have got archaeology in their background somewhere, whether they studied it or they studied courses or one or two of them have been practising archaeologists, professional archaeologists at some stage in their earlier careers. So we've revived an archaeology enthusiasm amongst them, but there are people with no prior experience at all of coming along and taking part. Yeah. Fantastic. And coming back to this, the spread of finds through time in Cottenham, which areas do you think you'd like to focus on if you go back, say, Anglo-Saxon or medieval, if you could specify? Are there any bits that you really want to go for now that you know where the spread is? Well, we wouldn't really think about it like that. I myself am particularly interested in the Saxon and medieval periods and what we've been doing in Cottenham is part of a much bigger project that we work on across East Anglia looking at lots of different villages. That said, whenever you dig a test pit, what you find is what's there. So you can't actually cite your test pit to look for the Saxon pottery. I think what we're really interested in is filling in the gaps in the puzzle and you can look at the distribution map and you instantly think, well, we haven't dug any test bits there and we haven't dug any test bits there and we haven't dug any up there. And, of course, what you want to do is fill in the spaces because while we've identified two sites of Anglo-Saxon settlement, there may be five or six across the village. It's one big village now, but it's highly likely from what we've found so far that in the Saxon period, and particularly in the early Saxon period, it may have comprised, say, five or six little hamlets or even farmsteads rather than one big village and what we really need to do is put as many test bits as possible in right across the village and start to then really kind of map exactly what was there all over the place and as John said it would be great to carry on this has been a university funded exercise as it will be in Willingham to celebrate the 800th anniversary I think it has been a brilliant way of bringing the university and the community together and bringing people into touch with the university who've really never had anything to do with it before and people came from villages as far away as Source to come and dig in Cottenham and it would be lovely to be able to carry that on I think. Okay so tell me a little bit about the end of the dig and the concluding talk. Okay well at the end of the weekend we all backfilled by a certain time or most did I was a bit late but uh, the purpose was that there was going to be a sort of get together where we'd draw together the experience of everyone who'd been involved but particularly led by Carenza who was able to with the pottery expert report on the immediate reaction to the finds and where the spread of pottery was 
and that enabled all of those involved, both the diggers and those who were helping making teas and other people interested and the families involved to come along and just begin to learn a bit more about Cottenham and, and its history. And, and that was fantastic. And then within days, we had a pottery report emailed through to us, which we were able to distribute to everyone who'd been digging or whose gardens had been disturbed for the weekend. And so that spread of knowledge is a real benefit to us. And having the expertise from the university people is a real treat. A lovely muddy treat. And it looks like there might be more digs happening soon in the Cambridgeshire Fens, perhaps with a little more gap filling in Cottenham. That's it for the 800th anniversary dig. But until the next one, goodbye. Coming to a trench near you, Naked Archaeology. Thank you.